Hello, listener. How are you doing? Today's going to be a little bit more laid back. Not, not starting with the small catechism today because we're going to take it a little bit slower, try and do a bit of more of a personal introduction and establish a bit of who I am to provide some background for all the stuff I'm going to talk about um, and also to give me a chance to try and hopefully fix the quality of the audio because last time there was a little bit, uh, a little bit noisy, so... Hopefully today, hopefully today's going to be a little bit better. Um, so, in case you don't know, my name is Titus. I am a uh, an engineer, recently graduated from university, from four years of university. Uh, had to had to go through that, but thankfully came out on the other side relatively sane. And uh, now working, just uh, doing what I can. And this is a hobby I'm taking up in my free time because I uh, I don't have many people in the area where I'm working that I, I know very well or have, could consider friends. So I'm filling the, the space right now with uh, talking to y'all and hope, hope, hope I can make y'all y'all's time a little bit better and, and make your life a little bit more more interesting. I guess that's that's probably the best way to put it. My uh, personal beliefs are going to bleed into this a lot. Um, if you couldn't tell from the previous two podcasts, I am a Lutheran, particularly confessional, um, as in I believe that they are the accurate representation of the doctrine that is laid forth in the Holy Scriptures, um, that even though they could err, they do not err. And I will be seeking to align my... Uh, commentary along the lines of the confessions, and I hope that any of y'all who who are well versed in these things will be able to call me out when I am incorrect. And uh, those of you who disagree, I beg you to please, please let me know. <laughs> um, call me out. I don't expect on having that discussion in this exact format, but I want to. One of one of the part part of the driving parts of my um, educational philosophy is I want to know where I'm wrong. I want to find the boundaries of where I I'm correct by talking with other people, finding out what they learn, and growing from that. And if my boundaries are further than theirs, I want to stretch their boundaries to where I am. And if their boundaries are further than mine, I want to I want to be challenged to to find where mine are. So. Whether you agree or disagree on any of these personal beliefs, please uh, feel free to reach out and let me know and um, give me your feedback. The The next most important part of my life would be my family. Uh, my my siblings and I were ha have always been very close. And we are thankfully united around the first point, as are um, all of us with our parents. Uh, in terms of extended family, it's not quite as much. I, I love them very dearly. But the absence of that primary bond makes it a little harder because that primary bond is so much more important to, to my life that um, those of my family, those who are outside of my family but inside of my faith, I will, I will be closer to because there are more fundamental things that we share. But immediately after faith will, will, will come my family. Um, and even if some of my immediate family should leave, they, they will remain right there um, on that list of priorities. It's, uh, and, and should I ever be 
blessed with another another uh, type of family, then I will hold them at uh, even higher regard, just below just below the faith. Um, the next one is one that I've I've probably uh, need to expand upon. I probably will expand upon in the future. Is culture. Um, I I honestly believe that culture is more important than than country. That the way that I was raised and the way that I intend on raising my children is independent of the land on which they are, on which, on which that occurs. And it is more important than the principles of the people who are there. It's, it's really like the extension of uh, family to the community. And I think I would argue and culture is the the ways that a community holds itself together. I think that there's a lot of American culture that is frankly broken and distorted. And we don't look at it. We don't analyze it. We don't think about it. We, we elevate it because it's just something that we've grown up with, something that we're used to. We might have grown up in a homogenous environment. You know, there's so much nostalgia for, for the for the olden days, well, the olden days, there was a little bit more homogeneity within the culture. Um, I would say that if my if my country is is abandoning the the values of good, decent culture, then I'm going to side with culture with that good and decent culture over over the country. Often, I've I, I found sadly that uh, this country does not have. A good culture in and of itself so that's where i stick with the culture spread to me by my family and then primarily by my faith so those two things form those things but then after after faith family and culture um my, my the next the next thing that matters to me is my is my country so i would say that i am a very very proud american despite all of our flaws we are the greatest country on the earth uh, hands down i've i've been overseas uh, to uh, a couple of other countries, and they were not to my uh, necessarily to my sensibilities. I would say one one more than the other, right? I uh, but let me tell you, going to a third world country puts puts one's life in perspective and, and one's blessings in perspective. And truly, the the gift that we have here in America of the freedoms we are we have been granted to practice religion, to speak freely, to own guns, and um, control our own destinies to a certain to a certain extent, right? That the people still have their own voice is a good thing, and the emphasis upon personal responsibility that underlies a lot of this is also a very very admirable quality. Uh, where each individual feels that they are responsible for the governance of the society. I think that was a very, very valuable thing to implant in a culture and something that we have somewhat lost, but um, on a global scale we've lost, but I think America holds this, this at least in, in the, the form of like a, the bulb of a flower that has died and it's hibernating. I think America is that has that that bulb, and we just need to plant it in the ground to to give it a chance to flower and bloom once again, and uh, bloom to the the betterment of those around us and and the betterment of the world.
so those are my four, in order, the, the four, four most important things in my life, my Lutheran faith, my uh, family, my uh, culture, and my country. So next, I'm going to talk about my uh, favorite book of fiction, or favorite books, I suppose. Um, what the favorite author would probably be uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. I, I very much love his work in terms of high fantasy and um, the, the, the type of work that he puts out and the theolo theology behind it, the theological themes behind it are much deeper than, uh, than so much other um, fiction that they truly, they truly shine. And, and the, the understanding that he has through his Catholic faith of much of what is in the scripture is uh, very beneficial, I would argue, for his readers. Even if they don't know the scriptures, it, it provides them that background. And as I've continued to read more of his works, uh, I've come to respect his scholastic insights into uh, old myths and languages uh, more than more than I did before. So his his works are are among my favorites, but um, my my personal top of the line favorite would would have to be War and Peace. That that big old hunkin' book that nobody nobody reads. You know, it's always there in the library, but nobody's read it. Well, I read it uh, in high school. I, I kind of dared myself to do it, and I didn't even open it because it was intimidating. So when I was in college, I I bought the book and said, "Well, I bought it. Now I have to do something with it. I got better read it." it took uh, took me about a quarter, ten ten weeks, but I got through the thing and. It is, I'll probably do an episode on it at some point because it is honestly the, the, the greatest work of, of, of fiction that I think uh, could have been done with relation to how, um, how fiction can speak towards practicality and history. Um, that's a bit, bit of a confusing thing to say, but... But the, the underlying part of, of, of War and Peace that I like is that Tolstoy weaves this narrative with his characters. He's telling the stories of these different individuals surrounding Napoleon's invasion of Russia, which culminated in the uh, 1812 defeat at Moscow, where, you know, even though they took Moscow, that was it. And the French then left in in humiliation, right? From which we get that fantastic 1812 overture. But but he's telling the story of these of these fictional characters that surround this historical story, and bits and pieces he's weaving in some some pieces of philosophy, and he's trying to tell uh, some some meta narrative and talk about well the, this is this is what historians thought about this point, and here's some here's some background information on on the the way that this these events are perceived, and now I will go on to tell you how these characters are interacting within this story until the end, at which point he unleashes his thesis. And his thesis is, is beautiful because he's written one of the longest books of fiction just to support his thesis. And, 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 and a fantastic work of fiction, too. It's not, it's not some, some drivel. It's, it's a really well-written piece of literature, and it 
it seemed to me as I was finishing it that he had done the whole thing to prove a point and to provide a case study for his, uh, for his thesis, which I think is the most, is the most fantastically uh, brash thing to do. It, you know, oh, you want, me to, you, you want me to provide you some evidence? All right, I'll write a book. I'll write, a, I'll, I'll write one of the longest books ever just to prove a point, just to tell you exactly what I mean when I say this. The, the amount of specificity he can put into that final argument is fantastic. Great book. Um, and, and something that I, I have had to, to go back to a couple of times and think, okay, this is how he sees this. How does this, if I extrapolate this theory, how can I look at the events in history differently? And how can I look at the people around me and how, how we will affect history as well through a, through a different lens? You know, I think his, his is a more accurate view of, the historical method than those that we see in other stories. For 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 more, again, I'll touch on it later. But the the summary of his argument is individuals and the and the the reasons that they do things are more important than the great men uh, around whom events tend to circulate. So the each individual French soldier and each individual Russian citizen mattered more to that war than Napoleon ever did. And it was not Napoleon who was defeated, but it was, it was the French. And, and Napoleon is simply the avatar that we are able to, to reference. So uh, his is more of a populist view of history, which is, which is uh, interesting to analyze. And uh, for more on this, I will uh, put, put off to a later date. Uh, for the sake of keeping this nice and, nice and short, I'll look. That was, that was anything but short. But anyway, uh, to close out for today, yeah, it's going to be a real short, really short day. Um, but to close out, I just want to kind of talk about the purpose of what I'm doing here, of why, why make a podcast. Uh, I've had a few people tell me I should in the past, uh, several people who want to, to have conversations that, that I could then post. And I, I, if you're interested in that, please, again, let me know. There's a couple of you I already know, but um, you know, the more people I can bring on, the less I have to talk and the less I have to make things up and the more fun it is for everyone else because you know it's not just my, my weird voice and my weird thoughts, but there's um, a variety of insights that come into this and I find that a variety is always uh, beneficial. Even a positive or negative variety can, can both be, be beneficial to, to learning and as long as the members of this of those discussions are intellectually honest and willing to discuss topics that may or may not be taboo, you know, as long as as long as we're all comfortable being a little bit um, uncomfortable, I think I think uh, multiple multiple topics are all right. But but I've had this idea. I've just decided to start. All right. I mean, there's no time like the present. To, to get these things started. And, and it's going to be ugly for a few episodes, but that's kind of the point. But the, the purpose, the reason I actually got started was, was kind of surrounding that first episode. Um, I just needed a place to explore some ideas and exposit what was in my head, like get it out of my head and, and somewhere else. Part of the problem for me with writing is that when I write, if there's no crunch, if there's no deadline, 
I will, I will constantly consider different alternatives for, hey, I could do this, I could do that, I could do this, I could do that. Ooh, what if I explore this idea? Or, ooh, what if I explore that idea? There's, there's so much potential when it comes to the written word with me that if it's not short notes or a hard deadline, I, I generally struggle. And I, I, I expect that that's going to come out a little bit in the way that I talk, that I get, I get distracted, <laughs> unfortunately, um, to, to a lot of different ideas. And, I mean, unfortunately, it depends on um, actually what y'all, what y'all think. Um, I'm hoping that this is interesting, and I expect it to be interesting, or uh, else I wouldn't be doing this. But that distraction isn't isn't necessarily beneficial if I were to try and write something down. I hope to write something eventually uh, if, uh, if I end up knowing enough about something to be able to write about it. But until then, this is more of an opportunity for me to explore a variety of ideas, to toss something around for a little while, put it on record so that I can come back to it, so I can get feedback on it, so that I can talk with other people about different levels of those ideas and twist them in. Um, the amount of conversations I've had where I'm totally off base and somebody else sees something and says something that that guides me in the direction that is more accurate or insightful. The, the number of conversations I've had that way are, are numerous and, and I have appreciated so many of them. Uh, the things that I learn by just having some crazy idea and getting feedback on it are are very valuable to me. So that exploration factor is, is highly important. And exposition of just, hey, this is what's in my head. Let me know what you think. That allows me to escape the brooding phase. Right? I, I, I've had a lot of brooding phases in my life. And as much as I enjoy brooding, and boy, do I enjoy brooding, it's not something that I want to keep doing. It's, it's a very personal thing, right? You can't, you can't brood with someone, right? You can converse with them, but you can't brood with them. And so if I'm just sitting there in my own little corner brooding about life, then uh, as much as I enjoy that, it, it, doesn't, it does not help me um, explore ideas necessarily, right? I'm stuck with my own head. I don't get feedback on them. And it doesn't uh, give me the chance to interact with other people at all. So at the very least, this gives me the chance to get feedback uh, and hopefully um, further interactions uh, built off of this, built off of some of the some of the hopefully controversial topics that I will touch on here. Um, that kind of gets into like the fourth point, which is to, to kind of diffuse. I'm a... Anyone who doesn't know me from... from childhood would not know and, and honestly a lot of the people who know me from childhood would not know the intense intensity of my thought and expression that at heart I am a firebrand and willing to step on any and all toes say anything and everything that's in my head just you know blow up kind of thing, whether this is philosophically, psychologically, physically. Um, it's an issue that I, I had somewhat and was thankfully tempered by both interactions with siblings and fantastic parents, fantastic upbringing. Um, 
but to ensure that I can keep from from building up the kind of long-term resentment or long-term angst that I have found so so detrimental to my own uh, ability to talk to people. I'm I'm getting rid of it. By that I mean when I convince myself through long periods of brooding, through long periods of being alone and thinking on my own, that I am in fact alone, then uh, my, my first reaction to other people who are similar is you don't fit within my, my experience. Right? People who are different from me, they, they make a lot of sense. It's like, yeah, well, of course, because I'm, I'm not like you. That's, that's the presumption. But people who are like me, um, people who do think the way I think or can interact the way I interact, um, suddenly it becomes difficult. And um, with it is, it is extraordinary people who, with whom I agree with, with whom... I am able to have casual conversations, right? It's, it's, it's the average person I agree with I can't talk to, and, and I really appreciate those people who are able to, to get me out of that shell and, and get me to um, overlook that, that boundary of, of perceived cultural difference through cultural similarities, right? Because my presumption is we're different, even though that's not true. So my, my hope is, you know, and this is kind of gets to the, the name of the podcast, right? No nego solos, you know, is to get these ideas out, get some feedback on them, you know, hear, okay, well, maybe I'm not crazy. Um, and that's kind of sarcastic. And it's like, oh, well, what do you know? What do you know? There are other people out there who, who are kind of the same as you, right? You're not some, some weirdo sitting here. And I already know that's the case because of my family, but you know, this is more, you know, like, hey, there, there's people out there. You're not, you're not just sitting here all by yourself. There's, there's a world out there, and there are people who share your culture, share your worldview, share your re- religion, share your insights, right? Oh gosh, the fantasticness of that. People who share my insights. Oh, what an idea! I love it. I love it. And. Um, so to, to, at the very least, get myself out of that mind space is, uh, is very, it's helpful for me, and I hope it's helpful for you if you're in that same situation. If you're, you're feeling that you're, you're on your own or, you know, you don't, you don't have people who agree with you or disagree with you, you know, at the very least, understand that I've been in that same situation, even if we disagree. I've been in that situation of thinking, oh my gosh, no one else is there. And, and let me tell you, there are other people out there. Um, if you're a person who agrees with me, I mean, here, I'm example number one. If you're a person who disagrees with me, hey, you know what? If I can find people, you know, and I'm pretty weird, then so can you. And I hope that you uh, are at the very least willing to, to keep listening and uh, keep an open mind because I'd love to, uh, love to chat, love to, love to hear feedback, love to, love to hear what, uh, what's up with, with your, your, um, your life if you're if you are feeling alone because it's a it's a rough place uh, I've been there I've been in, in some really some some depths of that of that place and it uh, it can it can eat you up it can really eat you up and it's unkind to you so that um, don't don't bottle it up 
take it from me, this is this is uh, a lot a lot better. Even if you find somebody who who you can um, just talk to, talk to and disagree about. Fight with somebody, right? You want to fight with somebody? To do it. Find somebody who's willing to to disagree with you friendly, right? Not not physically fight. All right, all right. Don't physically go fight with anybody, but find somebody who can test your mettle because that's what you're looking for. You're looking for somebody who can. Um, show you that it's okay to be you by either um, well either by breaking you down and making you realize well maybe maybe who you are isn't good or showing you that you're stronger than you you think you are that that there is a foundation behind it that you're not crazy for thinking that um, that what you believe is important so um, that's on. I mean, honestly, I just advise that to everyone. Don't think that you found that you're right. Don't think that you're right. You're wrong on something. And if you don't hear that you're wrong, you'll never learn. Right? And this is this is me saying it to me first and foremost. Right? I've always, <laughs> I've always had this this issue with with my family where they. They remind me constantly that I I, I have a desi- strong desire to be correct. Always have. And and my response is always, well, well why don't you? Right? Why wouldn't I want to be correct? Being correct is, is good because then you're right and then you're not wrong. And the frustrating thing is then if nobody calls you out on it. If nobody calls you out on whether you're right or wrong, you don't know. And that's really the, the more frustrating thing is just not knowing. I, I don't like to not know. So hopefully this gives me the chance to get some uh, feedback and that's that's the fourth reason right so so exploration exposition diffusion and discussion um, the discussions I have are among my most cherished memories with high school friends college friends um, post-college friends it's it's always the discussions family oh my gosh family totally Right. First and foremost, family. Family, then high school, then college, then then you know postgraduate, um, and talking with anybody. Right. It, it it doesn't matter if you're a warehouse worker I've worked with, or if you're a college professor, or you know, co- a fellow college student, or you know, Joe Schmo. The, I I want to talk. I I want to have these kinds of conversations about. The things that matter and I want to hear what you have to say because I think that and I kind of covered this in the pre in the last episode not the first the first one was, was a diffusion the last one was kind of this idea that people don't know what they believe because they don't have to think about it and I love to think about it and I love to talk about it because I think people want to know what they believe right they want to have that understanding but they don't have the the context and they don't have the culture, and they don't have necessarily the words a lot of the time. Um, and I, I want to help provide that to whoever I can, and I want to do that myself as well. I want to I want to explore this and make sure that what I'm saying is in line with with this. Uh, problem is discussion is the hard hardest thing to do on a podcast. Um, I'm I'm beginning to understand why a lot of people have have. Uh, two people on the podcast, one person to run it, and then they just, they have their, like, they're spitting out thing. But the person who runs it is kind of like the, the foil, right? I mean, they're like the, oh, hey, you know, here's some feedback, you know, when you're, when you need it. Here's some help. Here's some other words. Uh, here's some other thoughts to, to think about. 
uh, because because trying to do this on my own is, is hard and it's not a discussion right I'm not I'm not having this this dialogue so in the spirit of that I'd ask that you know all all of you who are you know not all of you let's keep it personal right psychological trick that you you listener um, I'm gonna use my use my deep voice my 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 soothing voice right I'd ask that okay that's just weird I'd ask that you you give me feedback when you can um, whether on the Podbean or Facebook or whatever um, give me an argument don't just oh it's oh you did good great good job buddy it's like no uh, what are things you want to hear here um, what are things that you are curious about what are things that you're um, thinking about that you've been expositing and you know you'd be interested in hearing someone else's take on them you know what's some some media that you're looking at and you're curious as to um, my thoughts on it I'm not sure why you, you know why you would be but hey you're listening to the podcast so you must be interested in something I have to say so if you're interested in my thoughts on that please l ask me let me know um, I'd love to I'd love to share I uh, that's that's what this is about. That's that's all this is about. So, uh, I'm really I'm hoping to to find some way to build a a feedback loop into this. So please give me your feedback. Let me know what you think. Um, I hope to continue doing this. I, I don't expect to be doing it at this rate of you know three in four days going to, going forward. But um, we'll see. We'll see uh, how how the feedback is and. And whether I can keep this this pace up, I don't expect to because it's a little much. But but let's uh, we're just trying to build up the library right now. So with that being said, I hope y'all have a fantastic evening, morning, or afternoon, wherever the case may be. And I hope you'll uh, tune in for the next episode. And I hope you enjoyed this a uh, little bit more laid back version. Let me know what you think. Um, I'll be back uh, probably Friday or Saturday. Um, with some more more ideas and more thoughts so I hope you'll hope you'll be back and you'll join me join me then so uh, God's peace be with you all amen <laughs>